Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. The Mark Reardon Show. The man's got guts. He's got oranges the size of beach balls. I don't care what corporate media outlets say. I don't care what Hollywood says. I don't care what big corporations say. Here I stand. I'm not backing down. This is the Mark Reardon Show. Uh, Any day that we can have a new show open featuring Senator John Kennedy and your next president, Ron DeSantis... Kind of might as well get ahead of the uh, the game on that. I think that's a good day. So good afternoon, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, as we start a Wednesday edition of the Mark Reardon Show. Uh, hopefully you didn't have a flight this morning. If you did, you might still be here, and we're going to touch on that. That was pretty crazy. I woke up early this morning, which is uh, unusual, like 545, and I, I flipped on the uh, the Fox coverage, and I was looking at Twitter. I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty significant that yeah. everything since it had not happened since 9-11. Michael Boyd, who's great on these topics, who is going to join us in just a couple of minutes to, to give us a briefing of what happened, because I don't know that they know what happened. Was it a hack? That's what I first thought. Well, I think that that I don't think they're saying cybersecurity attack, but here's Mayor Pete. He's in control. Mayor Pete's got everything under oh, control. Good. Just keep that in mind. Any indication that there was a cyber attack involved? There's been no direct evidence or indication of that. <laughs> okay, I don't think. Whoa, that there's the cyber attack wow. right there. I don't know what that was. It says a job. There's been update. no indication of that. So then, then what it caused just it? happened? Well, what caused it? Now we have to understand how this could have happened in the first place. Why the usual redundancies that would stop it from being that disruptive uh, did not stop it from being disrupted this time, uh, and what the original source of the errors or, or the corrupted files would have been. So uh, we don't know what happened, and we're going to find out. Michael huh. might have a good handle on this, and he'll join us in a couple of minutes. Let me lay out the show as we get started here. For this Wednesday, um, Congressman Jason Smith, who is the new chair 
of the House Ways and Means Committee. It is, if not the, one of the most powerful committees on Capitol Hill. It's the Tax Writing Committee. Also holds a lot of sway when it comes to the entitlement programs like Social Security and Medicare. Congressman Smith will join us at 325. We have another Protecting Your Retirement event coming up with Thomas Helbig and his nephew, Bob Kershaw, with the Retirement Advisor Group, which is coming up two weeks from yesterday. So it's January 24th at the St. Louis Hilton Frontenac, and they're going to swing by this hour. we got Alex Rich and Hayes. I have actually, you had a homework assignment today, Sue. That's can, right. Can we, uh, let, let's just explain the homework assignment. So I saw this this morning, and I thought it would be kind of fun to do this with the gang because, you know, we have Alex and Hayes that come in on a um, on a Wednesday afternoon, and I already had some topics to, to toss out and talk about with the gang, but I noticed that author Stephen King, you know, horror author Stephen King, tweeted this out this morning. What song would be playing on Hell's Elevator going down? I vote for Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jacks. I have to say, that to me is difficult to beat. I think that's a stroke of genius. See, I kind of like that song. Really? Uh, it's, yes. a, it's a goofy but 70s song, it but it's got how... a nice hook, and you, well, you can't really dance but, to it. But, can you? No, you can't. But <laughs> you have to look at it from a Stephen King. Well, not that I know how he looks at it, but it's kind of perverse. And I like that about it. Yeah, right. Well, so I, I sent the email out and the text message. You were uh, on the list. Um, Abby has collected all of these. Um, but I was also told this, and this may not come as a surprise. A couple of people picked the same thing. Really? Now, one of the fun things to do, and we'll do this in the next hour, is if you look at the string, um, you know, the email string from Stephen King and what the responses were, it's pretty entertaining because oh, people I come didn't up with look things. at that. I should have. I should have done that. Yeah. Wait, really? We both choose. Who chose? The well, I don't same know. I'm ones. not saying you did. I don't know. But what I was were Whoa. you asked to provide another one? No. And I then just, it probably wasn't you no. because I told okay. Abby. I said if somebody picked the same ones, then go ahead and get a second choice and let us know what the first choice. Now was. Now I'm intrigued. I know, right? This might be more intriguing than what happened with the FAA, but we're going to kind of segue into that. Michael Boyd, President of Boyd Group International, back with us. So uh, Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, I can't still say his name, didn't really tell us anything. Michael, do we have any theories on what happened here? Yeah, we had a computer breakdown that shouldn't have taken place. <laughs> there you know, it is. What, what this sends, I mean, this should never have taken, this is a safety issue. This is not like Southwest, you know, stealing Christmas from the Grinch. This is a, a real issue that says, they don't have a backup to key systems. Um, and I, I understand Buttigieg doesn't know because he doesn't know a whole lot of anything. The fact of the matter is we've got a major FAA problem, and it needs to get fixed soon, and I don't have any confidence it will. So when you say key systems, what was affected, and why did they just shut all this down? Obviously, there were safety issues. The computer's not working properly. Are they worried that planes are going to – I mean, I don't know that they thought they were going to collide into one another, but some of the risk was in the air, I'm guessing? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, what, what the real issue is this system really is kind of like a giant Twitter. It sends that information to to uh, aviation as to what they, what your route map might have. And putting it, you know, in a language that we mere mortals can understand, it's very similar to saying you have a map going from St. Louis, let's just say, to Joplin. And it'll say, oh, by the way, this route is closed, that route is closed, uh, the weather is this, things like that. It's information they need to safely navigate. Um, and without that, uh, you just really can't fly because you don't know, you know, what's on the road, route ahead. That's a fairly straightforward thing. And the fact that we did not have a backup, which we should have had, 
clearly says that Mr. Buttigieg may want to go down a couple floors at the FAA and find out what the hell's going on. Because this doesn't sound like it would be something that would be real easy to fix, right? I mean, obviously, this is a temporary fix is what I'm guessing. But, you know, maybe along the lines of what happening, what's happening with Southwest. Are there commonalities there with, with computer upgrades and software upgrades that had just simply haven't been made? Yeah, probably. Is. I mean, keep in mind, Southwest has invested a lot in, in IT. They just didn't invest in that one system. But at the FAA, let's be real fair about it. It's a government organization, and any kind of upgrades, any kind of new technology has to go through the government procurement system, which means by the time you get what you wanted, it's already out of date, and that has to be fixed as well. But right now, I mean, we, there is no excuse at the FAA level for not having at least some way of backing it up when the system went down. And this is where we really we see a lot of red flags. Yeah, I would sure. say so. So, I mean, look, we haven't had this happen since since 9-11, and nothing would indicate be indicated to me that it might not even happen again tomorrow. It doesn't sound like something that's, you know, going to be fixed real quickly. No, and, and by virtue of the fact he doesn't know or that they don't know, which I can understand to some degree, says that they don't have systems that have the redundancy we need. They don't have play, uh, systems in place to remediate issues when they take place. So we're, we're talking about an FAA that's way, way out of date, out of thought pattern. But again, keep in mind, at the top of the FAA, not in the middle, but in the top, the people that are running it have normally been political appointees. The current person they want to put in there has no aviation experience, except he's been running Denver for a while. But other than that, the technology of aviation, the ins and outs of aviation, all the technologies you need there to run the FAA, which oversees aircraft manufacturing and whatnot, the guy doesn't have it. But Congress will probably approve it. All right, Michael, thanks for the update this afternoon. We'll see what happens. Doesn't really instill confidence, does it? No, sir, it sure doesn't. Have a good one. All right, take care. Michael Boyd with um, Boyd Group International. He brings up a great point. There's no backup system? If the first one goes down, we've got nothing? Yeah, that's a little frightening, That is just flat-out terrifying. I I don't know. You you think about the, I guess... (laughs) There was something that happened this morning. I did see one of the tweets that said, at least it clarified, uh, the president says, the administration says that the flights that are in the air can land. We just can't have any takeoff. At least you were very clear on that. Yikes. Because imagine being in the air. The other thing I meant to ask Michael about this is, and uh, you know, I think we forget about this, if you just look at the map of all the air traffic, there is a lot. Like, I think we underestimate oh, how yeah. much cargo, just the cargo flights, like no passengers on there. For sure we do. A ton of those as well. All right. Well, um, Congressman Smith is coming up. I have to start, though, with maybe uh, some language policing this afternoon, just so people are careful moving forward, because I don't want anyone to get canceled or to have an issue in the workplace or, you know, even with their family at home. So so I'll do this maybe in the form of a quiz here, uh, because you you occasionally visit Chicago, right? The great city of Chicago. Yes. Do you ever go? There's some museums up there. Do you ever? um, Can you name one of the museums? Well, I go to the Art Institute of Chicago. I love it. Can you think of another one? Uh, the one with Sue the dinosaur in it. Uh, oh, I can't think of the name of it. Is let it? me let me see if I can help you. Do you do you remember the name of the football stadium in Chicago? Uh, Bears play at Soldier Field. Oh, okay. oh. oh no! Did it. Hang on a second. Hang oh, no. on a second. You cannot say the word field anymore. I was looking for field museum. Are you kidding me? I am not. Why kidding can't you. I say oh, field? Let me help you out with this oh, because no. USC, the University of Southern California, shocker that it came from out yeah. there. The Suzanne Dewarick Peck School of Social Work mind you, will no longer use the word field in its curriculum or its practices as part of its anti-racist framework, according to an email. Again, 
This makes it seem like this is the Babylon Bee or the Onion reporting the news it, all the it time. One hundred percent does. The um, the school reportedly stripped the word from use due to alleged ties to anti-black and anti-immigrant rhetoric, according to the email sent by the Practicum Education Department to the campus community, faculty, and students. They informed the uh, curriculum, or to, they informed the university that the word practicum would be used instead to ensure its inclusive language and practice. So this change supports anti-racist social work practice by replacing language that could be considered anti-black or anti-immigrant. Huh? In These favor of inclusive, they are absolutely insane. It's utterly ridiculous. And this gets reported as news as if, right. I mean, let's face it, most overwhelmingly, I'm even going to put 90% of the country into this category, okay? I'll be generous here because the small minority, this is why academia is the problem, because these are the idiots that are running education in this country. That believe this. I mean, think about just for a second. I do this every once in a while. It's kind of horrifying. Think about being in a meeting with these dimwits and having a discussion about the word field. Now, let's also remind people that these are the same folks that don't want you to use the word American. And I'm not even joking. I know, it's ridiculous. They, you know, at these schools, they've taken out all this language that could trigger one of these little sensitive students. Okay, the word field is inherently... Un, uh, it, it's innocuous. There's nothing in there that makes you think one way or the other. They infer all this stuff and throw it on these words. It well, doesn't make I, any I think, sense. No, I think you're you're underestimating because, the power. Because Sue, in solidarity with universities okay. across the nation, our goal is not to change language, but to honor and acknowledge, oh, so, mm-hmm. incline, and reject white supremacy, anti-immigrant, and anti-blackness ideologies. Words are powerful, but even more so is action. We are committing to further align our actions, behaviors, and practices with anti-racism and anti-oppression. I mean, I'm horrified that by the time, and you know, I'm going to combine this with something. I'm going to talk about this a little bit with Hayes and Alex in the next hour, because as horrifying and just really sad that is and, and ridiculous, I mean, there's so many different words you can attach to what I just told you. This is worse. And I, I don't yeah. know how you turn this around. There was a morning console poll that, and are these numbers accurate? I don't know, but even if they're close to being accurate, that says that those in the Gen Z group, which would be like I have kids in that group, 18 to 25, that only 16 percent of Gen Z adults are proud to be an American. 16 percent. I don't even know what to say to that. How, what do you say to that? Because you, you don't know how is that going to manifest itself into the future? You, you have people that truly think, and I think they were inspired by Colin Kaepernick and others, that this is the most oppressive place on the planet. Right, that that this people, country is they, holding people back, that we're not about freedom. They have no perspective on what the greatest generation sacrificed to give them their iPhones and their stupid TikTok and all the other nonsense, their gender dysphoria, all these things. Beyond that, they don't know what's currently happening in China, in Iran, in all kinds of these countries where there actually is oppression. Well, that's exactly right. Do we have no world knowledge? Do we have no concept of any of that? I just think, I guess it's it's sad on its face, but how do you, and this is the question maybe I'll ask in the next hour when Hayes and Alex are here, how do you turn that around? How do you convince people who have been brainwashed and indoctrinated from a very young age in school with all this social justice stuff that this is not a country that has oppressed people? That you, Because 
where, where I think a lot of people like me, conservatives, and there are a few in education would come down on a lot of this is we're not trying to hide things from people. I've told you, there's nobody that I know that doesn't want the Tulsa race riot or something like that taught in schools. We don't want, you know, you want to talk about anti-racism. Let's talk about anti-Americanism. That's well, what you're, you're you're teaching these kids to hate this country. And we, we have the great I don't care what anybody says. We have the greatest country on earth by evidence of the fact that millions of people want to stream across the border hello. and come here. What other country can you do that in? And by the way, what other country can you come to? And this pisses me off, too, and cross the border, essentially just become a citizen, suck off the tax dollars and not assimilate. Yeah, because I can't even envision a scenario. And, and maybe it comes to this because I'm going to Spain in a few months and maybe when I retire, I leave because this generation that's going to take over is so crazy and kooky that I can't take this country anymore. But I'll tell you what, if I move to Spain or somewhere else, I'm going to learn the language and I'm going to try to become part of their culture. I'm not just going to sit there and act like I'm a foreigner in another person's country, which is essentially what happens in this country. Parenting can help. I'm just uh, thinking uh, There's a lot there. that could help that is not getting done, unfortunately. Congressman Smith, he is the new chair of the House Ways and Means Committee. That is a powerful position. He's coming up next on 97.1 FM Talk. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. That's Sue's News in the next hour. Also, uh, Alex Rich and Hayes will swing by for their Wednesday visit. We do have something fun planned for that because Stephen King asked the question this morning on Twitter, what song would be playing on Hell's Elevator? Like, if you're going down there, what what what, what are you certain is going to be playing? And <laughs> Stephen had Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jacks, uh, which I don't hate as a 70s song. I mean... There's a lot of others. Come on, Sue. There's a lot but of others. But it's the lyrics songs. that he's saying, right? We had joy. We had fun. We had seasons oh, yeah. in the sun. you got to think lyrics, That's too. a good point. Because yeah. they're in. what we'll do is we'll highlight the uh, 
the text string is or the Twitter string is actually really funny because some people got creative in that way. One person said, for example, wouldn't it be like the greatest irony if it was Stairway to Heaven? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought playing. about knocking on Heaven's door. Right, right, another right. One. Yeah, yeah, you didn't quite make it, uh-uh. right? All right, so and I told, uh, you know, when I gave the homework assignment earlier today, I said you can be creative if you want to. So we'll see what happens. That's in the next hour. Um, I mentioned yesterday, one of the stories that broke yesterday is about Kim Gardner, our circuit attorney who doesn't really do her job, sued for racial discrimination. She's black. There's a white former staffer from the office suing her. That case is interesting. And Brad Young, who is our legal analyst with Harris Dow, Fisher & Young, will join me in the 5 o'clock hour. I also want to talk a little bit more about that Houston shooting, which is starting to ramp up a little bit. Steve Malloy, former Trump-Pence EPA transition team member and the founder of JunkScience.com, will talk to him about the uh, the gas stoves being banned and a few other things in the 5 o'clock hour here on 97.1 FM Talk. Right now, it's Missouri Congressman Jason Smith. He is new chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, which is a big, big deal. We're going to talk about it here this afternoon. Congressman, Happy New Year. How are you? Happy New Year. It's great to be with you, Mark. We're uh, we're pretty excited. I'm I'm basically drinking out of a fire hose. I've been the chairman for about 30 hours right now, um, but we are getting everything in order and I'm excited about the the opportunity uh, before us. I think it's awesome. So first and foremost, congratulations. I think you know I was rooting for you all along, and, and this was not a gimme, you know, given the nature of where, you know, the leadership positions were, and you come out of this the winner. And I think it's important. I know how important this committee is. You know, it's funny because years ago, I think I've told you before, I go way back, although this name in some circles now is is evil, but um, I've known you know, former Speaker Ryan since he was a freshman in Congress because of my days in Wisconsin. At one point, I I remember asking him about being speaker. This was before, well before he became speaker. And he said, no, 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 I don't want to be speaker. I want to be chair of House Ways and Means. And that's exactly what happened because it's such an important and powerful committee. So put that into perspective a little bit, what this committee is all about and why it's so important, Congressman. It's exactly right. You know, uh, who you just referred to, Speaker Ryan called me to congratulate me, and he said the same thing. He's like the best best job I ever had in Congress is being chairman of this committee, um, not being speaker. This committee has sole jurisdiction over all tax policy, over all trade. It has sole jurisdiction over Social Security, most of Medicare, more than half of the, the welfare programs. When you talk about mandatory spending, the Ways and Means Committee uh, is – is in charge of 60% of all mandatory spending, which is almost $3 trillion. So everything runs through this committee. Missouri's only had one chairman ever until I became chairman yesterday. Um, so now I'm the second one. The last one was in 1858. So we're pretty excited. You're also the um, the youngest. You, you passed up Paul Ryan as the youngest chairman of this committee, right? Yeah, I, 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 wasn't, I, I didn't know that until... I was elected, and they said that I'm definitely the youngest since the Civil War. We haven't looked before the Civil War, but apparently that's the case. What's the realistic possibility of having some impact here in the first two years before, let's let's be optimistic, before there's a Republican president and you're still in the majority? Because obviously with the Biden administration holding the White House, there might not be a lot that they would sign. But what are your plans here and goals for this particular chairmanship? You know, we have a lot of goals. That's what I um, have been uh, have been showing to the entire Republican conference. But we are the party of the working class. I've said this over and over. I'm a product of the working class. And 
I believe that if the Democrats also want to help working class Americans, we might be able to find some common grounds and tax provisions that help help wages increase, to give tax relief for people living paycheck to paycheck. When we look at trade policy, our, this administration's been out to lunch on trade policy. I think we can use the levers within the committee to push this administration to start talking trade policy with our allies. The fact that the former prime minister, Liz Truss, um, and I were just discussing in a meeting a couple weeks ago, the fact that the United States is not having any trade conversations with the United Kingdom is absolutely unacceptable. They're supposed to be our friend and ally. And then when you look at health care, there are so many things that, that we can do in health care. I want to I want to unleash technology where we can Uberize healthcare to help lower the cost and and help find more cures. So I'm excited, and I do think we can find some common ground on those basics. But of course, we'll be able to do a lot more whenever we win back the White House in well, 2020. What about the entitlements? Because you, on the one hand, you have the uh, I guess now senior senator from the state of Missouri, Josh Hawley, writing an op-ed a few weeks ago talking about how Republicans need to back away from some of this entitlement talk. You have the aforementioned former speaker who worked very hard during his tenure in Washington on Social Security reform in particular, which I think is possible. You know, it's doable. It's a little less complicated maybe than Medicare. But is that something you plan to uh, to look into as well, because if, if we're being honest with all this spending and especially the demographics of the situation right now, that is a big, big looming issue out there. Republicans want to protect and preserve Social Security and Medicare. We will do that, but we have to work in a bipartisan effort to save these programs from insolvency. Both Social Security and Medicare are approaching a cliff. We have to come to the table and work together. It can't be one party working on saving these programs. It has to be both. That's going to be front and center over the next five years in this committee, without a doubt. What, one of the things that was reported in the local paper, and I, you'll have to tell me if this is right, that you um, you got this committeeship in part because you played a big role in the negotiations last week that helped Kevin McCarthy become speaker. Is that accurate? And can you tell us anything about that role? Well, it, let me just say, as the, as the former Republican leader of the House Budget Committee, a lot of the issues for the, the 14 individuals that ultimately um, flipped mm-hmm. towards the end was budgetary issues and budgetary rules. And I did work with all of them to find some common ground where, where we can all be on the same team. Um, but I, since I've been in Congress, it's all about relationships. I'm friends with people in the Freedom Caucus, Republican Study Committee, the Tuesday Group, Main Street, Western Caucus, Southern Conference. In order to be successful in representing Missourians, I got to be able to work with everyone. Well, in that, that's obviously that's very important moving forward, and I'll be very. You know, curious and excited to see where this all takes us. You know, you you have obviously some challenges right now with the Biden administration in some hypocrisy. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the documents, Congressman. And in these are these are documents. I, I know people are trying to spell out the differences between what Trump might have done and what Biden did here. But he was the vice president, so he couldn't even declassify these documents. But there's a lot of nothing to see here going on again, isn't there? You know, people just better be careful when they make statements. What, you, they keep playing over and over President Biden's statement saying how careless it was for 
you know, top secret documents, classified documents just to be laying around. And then apparently he had the same thing going on. So uh, call a spade a spade. He clearly had classified material um, that he's responsible for that was just laying out where anyone could see it. What about the border, Congressman? And this situation gets worse and worse. And, you know, I I think there's been a fair amount of criticism, even if you go back into last year from Democrats about the Republicans not having a specific plan for the economy and other issues. They they lay that on, you know, your side and your team all the time. But what is their plan for the border? Yeah, we're we're eager to see what it is, because right now it has been opposite of anything that was working. You know, whether it's eliminating Title 42, the remain in Mex- Mexico policy. Um, and it's amazing. They controlled the House, the Senate, and the White House for the last two years, and they never talked about doing anything with immigration. They just now started, and he didn't care about visiting the border, border until Republicans take over the House. It shows to me this administration only uses immigration as a tool to try to get voters. And they don't have any concern about fixing the problems. When Donald Trump was president, we had a real opportunity to pass some legislation that would have fixed the broken immigration laws. And Nancy Pelosi stopped it because they didn't want a Republican to have the opportunity to have the win. But then they wouldn't even do it when they controlled everything else. It's just a disgrace. Don't you kind of sense that these Democrat mayors out there are in panic mode right now because they they have to side with the humanitarian you know, aspect of this whole situation. And I think we can all appreciate, I've said this over and over again, I appreciate the fact that people want to come to this country and make something of themselves and and have their kids have a better life. I've been to third world countries, so I I understand that. But the millions and millions of people that are flooding into this country, and you got taxpayers that are putting a lot into Washington, D.C., not getting a lot of return on their investment. And part of the reason is all their money's going to people who aren't even citizens. It's terrible. We've had more people illegally cross the southern border than the entire population of New Mexico. The entire population of the state of New Mexico. Our country is open, open for allowing people to come in legally. We allow more green cards for this nation than any other nation in the world, more than any other nation. And the fact that we have millions more that are illegally coming in on the southern border is unacceptable. Countries have borders. We have borders. They have to be enforced. Yeah, we had the uh, the president of Mexico congratulating our president yesterday, Congressman, for not building the wall anymore. I guess that's a th- hey, thank you to allow all these citizens that I don't no longer have to be responsible for for crossing over into your country. That's essentially what he said, I think. He's exactly – that's exactly what he meant. He uh, is just allowing the the country of Mexico to be like an interstate highway to go from anywhere um, from Central America on up. Missouri Congressman Jason Smith, again, he is the brand-new chair of the very powerful House Ways and Means Committee. Again, Jason, congratulations on that. And uh, have fun being back in the majority again also. It, it's a great opportunity. It's time to deliver for working-class Americans and, and to make sure Missouri's values are reflective in the policies that we try to shape for this nation. Pretty excited about it, Mark. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Talk to you later. There Bye. he is, Jason Smith. Before the interview, maybe I should have highlighted this and asked Jason, but Sue asked me, um, just as a reminder, what area of Missouri does Jason Smith represent? And it's essentially anything that is south of uh, Jefferson County, so into Festus, um, Washington, 
I can say that right. <laughs> Please don't say uh, it. I hate Washington it. Washington County, St. Genevieve, St. Francis County, and all the way down into the Boot Hill. So he's in the 8th District. And then there's a couple of new members that are, you remember Vicki Hartzler? Oh, yeah. Was a congressman, ran for Senate. So she's, um, I think Vicki was over there in the 7th. Anyway, it gets confusing. And then if you look at the map, you know, there's this tiny little geographic district, which is the first, that's Corey Bush, but there's a lot of people in that district. Same thing with mm-hmm. Ann Wagner's district, the second, which is concentrated right here in the immediate area of St. St. Louis and St. Charles, and I think part of Jefferson County. Then you get into Blaine Lutkemeyer's district, which is now the third, and that's Franklin County and Warren and Lincoln, all the way into Cole, Miller, and Camden County. So these maps are, are weird, and they have to redo them because of population changes when everybody moves into St. Charles County, if you think back to even 10 years ago. Not as many people there. That's why the district gets shifted around. 341. It's St. Louis's home for conservative talk. We have another great Protecting Your Retirement event with Thomas Helbig, his nephew Bob Kershaw coming up. We're going to fill you in. They're both in the studio coming up next. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Here's news coming up. Also, uh, our friends Hayes and Alex Rich from Y98 have a little homework assignment involving a song that will get the crew to respond to in the next hour. Brad Young is going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour to sort of run down some of this stuff with the Kim Gardner suit, suit for racial discrimination of a white woman. So that's interesting. Right now, Thomas Helbig and his nephew, Bob Kershaw, with the Retirement Advisor Group. We are doing another Protecting Your Retirement event coming up here very soon, January 24th. Gentlemen, welcome back to the studio. Happy New Year. Happy New Happy Year. Year to Thanks, you. For, Thanks for having us. Yeah, you both, well, you've been practicing that. That was like in unison. <laughs> that was pretty wow. good. That's amazing. The tandem that we is were in, uh, sin- in sync there. Thomas and Bob. Well, we um, we like to do these, I think, about four times a year. Five times, actually. Okay, see, the math is not very good for Mark Reardon. That's part of the problem, I <laughs> Sorry think. Sorry to correct you there. Yeah, that's all right. But we got our first one coming up here yes, we do. Um, in a couple of Tuesdays at the Plaza Frontenac Hilton. These are free, and we'll guide you into how you need to register if you'd like to attend. But, gentlemen, it continues to be a pretty tenuous time out there for people who are on the cusp of retirement or or maybe retired already, doesn't it? It really does. does. It really does. Just to speak some facts, last year, the S&P was down 20% from the beginning to the end of the year, which is bear market. The NASDAQ was down 35%. Now, most people, and this was quoted from... Uh, the uh, yeah, they said the average four hundred one k last year was down between twenty seven and thirty percent, not including fees. And guess who said that? It that's, was Brian Kilmeade. Yeah, then that, and he that's not in he not including fees. And yeah. what what's so scary about that is when you're near retirement, if you're fifty nine and a half or older or near retirement, you lose thirty percent of your four hundred one k. You do not have enough time to recoup that before you well, retire. Exactly. You saw the look on my face of panic, and I I'm in the camp. Like I did this, I think a lot of us did at the beginning of the pandemic. I'm not looking at my statements right now. A lot now. of people I'm don't want to look. look. At my Nobody no. wants to look now. <laughs> right. No, exactly. But, you know, it, it gets in. And I'm not right on the call, although I'm in radio. So who knows? I might be out of this business in a couple of years. I have, in theory, I'm, I'm 50 
Seven. I used to round up, but I'm not rounding up anymore. I think I'm going to go in the other direction. You're getting there. You're getting yeah, close. Yeah, but th- this, and th- this is the age group that you really— 59 and a half is a magical age where you yeah. can roll it over your 401k into an IRA. It's a tax-free event, and get the money safe and still participate in your current 401k. Right. Instead of leaving it all at risk in the market and lose it, and you can still keep growing it, but it's protected, the big ball. A lot of people make that mistake, Bob, don't they? They They definitely do. And I want to add, we are proud to say in 36 years, we've never lost a penny of our clients' money. Never. And we won't lose a penny of yours either. If you attend this event, we will teach you the strategies behind it. How We will teach you how to link to the market. Instead of owning the market. Right. And that's the key, and that's what most people want to know. Why do not your, why how come your clients don't lose money? There's there's a philosophy and there's a way to do it and it's been around for almost thirty years, but most people don't know about it. So these are uh, free events. We meet and greet just a little bit. Mark and Annie, I'll get up there uh, between six and six thirty, and then we hand it over to you, gentlemen. You do uh, a presentation for the room. It doesn't last long. That's one thing I think you like to emphasize, Thomas. Not a forty time minutes. commitment, right? You're in and That's out. That's it, in and out. Because I know people want to get home and have dinner or whatever, but it's enough knowledge to learn. It, to to see what we do and what sets us apart. And you, you can set up an appointment and get a copy of our free book, Your Key to a Worry-Free Retirement. Folks, don't wait till it's too late to protect your retirement. You've worked your whole lives to, to, to save this. Don't let it disappear. You know, the other thing, and we, we talked about this quite a bit in 2022, but I, I think it's uh, obviously fair game again because there's not a whole lot of uh, tempering going on here is inflation is eating away at this money that people have saved as well, is, right? So it's a double Look at whammy. all the companies starting to lay off. There's going to be more layoffs this year, so that's going to hurt the market. So I personally and every economist and analyst say they don't see a rebound. Charles Payne from Fox News, he yeah. says he doesn't see the market rebounding for another two years. He's going to see more volatility this year. Well, so that's fe- scary, folks. It yeah. is. Well, the feds are talking about raising the interest rates again. Well, we saw what happened, what the trend was last year. Every exactly. time the interest rates raise, it doesn't bode well with the market, and the market went it went down. And it's just a matter matter of, of time. It could happen this month. Uh, it's a free event, as I mentioned, but you got to register, Thomas. Tell folks how to do that. Call 314-993-9494 or go online at retirementkey.com. That's retirementkey.com. Tuesday the 24th, the uh, Plaza Front at Hilton. We get started uh, right around 6, 6. I get there about 6.15 after we start I get at off 6:30. the air. 6.30. Yes, we do. They'll begin the presentation in and out quickly. Thank you, gentlemen. Happy New Year. Thanks for coming in. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Thanks. for having us, Mark. Thomas Helbig and Bob Kershaw with us in the studio here on 97.1 FM Talk. We'll uh, take a break here in just a couple of minutes, get you up to the top of the hour, all updated on the news. We have Sue's News coming up after that. Hayes and Alex Rich from Y98. Here's a story that just cleared in the Post-Dispatch, and if you're eating an early dinner or a late lunch, you're probably not going to want to hear it, but this is a creepy story. A major DNA breakthrough led to charges today in a cold case murder of an Alton woman whose decapitated torso was found dumped at a Warren County rest stop in 2004. This was 18 years ago. Yeah, they re-ran the DNA, apparently. Anybody know Mike Clardy, 63, of Maryland Heights, because he's apparently the guy who did this. He's admitted he was charged with second-degree murder and abandonment of a corpse in June of 2004, killing Deanna Denise Howland, whose dismembered torso was found two days after her death at that rest stop along I-70. This is another one of those DNA cases. So the way they found Clardy is they matched his DNA to recently retested DNA fragments left on the body and a knife found in a sewer nearby, according to the charging documents. He was interviewed by police yesterday. He admitted it. He said he did it. 
in 2004 in the 3500 block of Dixie Drive in St. Anne. That's where he lived at the time. He dismembered her, left parts of her body in St. Louis County and in Warren County. Mm. Uh, it's kind of gross. I'm kind of curious, though, because they're doing a, a news conference tomorrow. So we'll have to see if we can get some more details of this. They found the torso in a small hill in a remote part of the rest stop near the picnic area. You know that rest stop right there. Yeah. It's like the first one after you get through, you know, Wright City. We refer to it as the rest stop on 70. Yeah. Uh, The remains had not decomposed at the time. Police believe that she had not been dead for a long time, maybe only for hours when she was discovered. Oh, my gosh. And they didn't even know who this woman was for 12 years. The only clues early on were scars from an appendectomy and a C-section. And then... They used, and this took until 2016, you talk about this police work and you never really hear all the things that are going on behind the scenes. So they took DNA samples from her family in 2016, and I guess they figured out who she was. I'm not sure how they put all those pieces together, but um, what I want to know is how they found this guy, right? Because the details are not really clear right now, and that's what they're going to reveal tomorrow in the news conference. They had to, it had to have been something, again, where they put some of these DNA pieces together and said, let's maybe they went to the trash can and said, let's see if this is the guy. Right. right. It could have been that or he could be in the system. And first time they ran the DNA, we didn't have the technology that we do now. Maybe it was too small of a sample. And now we've got better stuff. It'll be interesting. I I, I do want to hear what happened. Here's a Warren County coroner. Roger Mousey tells the Post-Dispatch after they th- this is a quote from 2016, but I think it says a lot. That's when they identified the body in 2016. He says, this has been haunting me for the last 12 years. It's the only body I've never been able to identify, and it's cost me a lot of sleep. Uh, I bet. Congratulations on the police work here. You know, and you'd, you'd have to think, think, the guy is probably, you're always probably going to be looking around, looking at your back. You also hear stories. So we've had a couple here in the last couple of weeks, including, you know, the Idaho case where DNA gets, you know, pulled, as I indicated, out of a trash can. So... You think maybe he is looking behind him all the time, but also that's 18 years ago. That is a long, long time ago, right? Yeah. Um, the Major K Squad put that one together. Let's find out more information about it tomorrow. Four o'clock hour coming up. Hang in there. Get more at 971talk.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.